We live in a mostly negative world. We live in a world that doesn't want to talk about the bad and the ugly and expose that stuff. We live in a world that perpetuates disaster. Here it is, man. You want positivity, the real deal? Well, let me take you to the dark side. Welcome to the dark side of your authenticity, where I expose my bad and ugly so that you can learn something from my mistakes. Let's go. And I say, hey, hey, leave it like we're Fred Blumenberg coming to you on my show, The Dark Side of Your Authenticity. You know, if I'm coming at you with an extra episode on this Wednesday, we're talking about the dark side, man. And when I talk about the dark side, we're talking about the bad and the ugly. If you don't know who I am, this is Fred Blumenberg, your positive mindset coach. You can find me on any social media platform at The Real Fred Lee, anywhere at The Real Fred Lee. And man, listen, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. I'm talking about authenticity. I know you hear the word a lot, and if you do, It's because people are just using it to try to make themselves, you know, to try to verify that they're real, to try to show you that they are authentic. And I define authenticity purposely. It's about showing the good, the bad, and the ugly of my life to you. I'm not hiding anything. I'm not here to show fakery. I am here to show you the real shit. I'm here to show you my vulnerabilities. And I'm here to display all my weaknesses so that you can learn from me, number one. And number two, so that you can understand you're not the only one. So I am being authentic to myself and I'm bearing my soul to everyone. I am not here for likes, favorites, shares, retweets, views, you know, any of that shit. I am here to help that person that feels like they cannot get out of their own way, that feels like they're the only one that, you know, is experiencing their hardships, that feels like they are constantly behind the eight ball. I'm here to help that person that feels like they can do it, but they just are unsure if they can even, you know, continue, either continue through on their journey or find a way to do what they truly want to do. Maybe they have friends or family that are toxic around them and they just don't know how to get out of that situation. I am here for that person that has a negative mindset that just can't think about anything positive. I am here for all of you because that is what authenticity is about. It's about exposing your faults so that you can help others and so that you can work through it together. This is never about me, man. This is about us. So I want you to find me on um, any social media platform at The Real Fred Lee. And I want you to subscribe to this podcast because I drop plenty of content. I drop content every day on here. And it's to help people stay positive, upbeat, motivated, ready to go, and ready to attack anything. So today's show is really talking about how I lacked grit and I, I lacked a way to, uh, a will, a will to make a way. And what I ended up doing was I became a constant complainer and I whined about bullshit. This is no lie, man. So if you hear me talking, you know, harsh to you, if you hear me saying, yo, get your ass up and do something, it's because I've experienced that, man. Like you have to understand the importance of what I'm telling you in terms of telling you, yo, get your ass up and do something. It's not so that I can feel like I'm better than you or I can feel like, you know, um, you know, I'm on some high mountaintop and, and, you know, you have no chance of becoming, you know, as great as me. And I, you know, I must show you how great I am by putting you down. No, man, not at all. 
This is about me saying, yo, I'm just like you. The only difference, I figured some things out and I'm going to help you out along the way. And if, I, if I'm talking harsh to you is because I've experienced that same exact thing. I need you to know this. So Monday's episodes on my Be Authentic Zone podcast, you will see an episode every single Monday that is called The Authentic Positive Mindset Warrior. And that show is really about attacking. I challenge everyone in my Facebook group. Go to my Facebook group by in the link in the description of this episode. Click on it so that you can get into my private groups. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to put that story on pause. Every private group that I have, whether it's my uh, community text message number, you can also click on the link in the description of this episode. It's a 208 area code number. Um, whether it's my private Facebook group, whether it is, um, you know, unless you have a direct, you know, line to me, my cell phone number, my business line, um, you're not going to get access like those people. That's the closest access you're going to have. And if you're a paying client, that paying client is the highest, obviously. They're the number one that's going to have the closest access. And then private groups. And then DMs. And then <laughs> comments. DMs and comments are almost like 1A and 1B. Because I'm so I'm in so many places, I, I don't have time to respond to everybody. And my DMs are full of wannabe salespeople that pitch bullshit. And so, you know, it, I got to scan through a lot of shit just to get to the real people. So if you've sent me a DM and you're like, man, he never answers anybody. First of all, I'm one person. And second of all, I get so much bullshit that it takes a lot to sift through all that to find somebody real. You get what I mean? So if you want true inner access, you need to get into my private Facebook group. You need to get on myself on my uh, my community number, which is a 208 number. You can do that in the description of this episode. Or you need to become a client of mine. The closest access you'll ever have is by obviously being a client. But I want you to understand the importance of the Monday episode, the authentic positive mindset warrior. I want you to be a warrior. You're on the attack, bro. We're attacking the challenge. And I pose a different challenge every single week. So this week's challenge was about the grit. It was about the grit. Let me see if I can find the exact name of um, the episode. Let me see. I'm looking at my computer. Oh, man. It's been one of those days. I'm, I'm a little tired, but it's all good. Tired is a good thing. Um... Why can't I find it? <laughs> this is crazy. Oh, man. How to stay gritty. That's what it is. How to stay gritty and execute like a beast. You know what's funny? Here's some authenticity for you. I recorded that episode on Monday, and I forgot to post it on Monday because Mondays are my extremely busy coaching day. I see so many clients that day because everybody wants a good start to their week. So I see so many people and I'm doing this from home. So I'm online coaching. I'm doing this from home. I started my business in 2018. So it's not like I've started this and I've been at it for two decades. Like this is just me right now. And I put out so much content because I want to connect with as many people as I can and build up this authentic community, these people that are wanting to be real, authentic, and have genuine experiences. So when I you see me put out a lot of content, it's not just to be you know everywhere. It's to put out stuff that connects me with authentic people. Long story short, I recorded the episode and forgot to post it. And so I posted it yesterday. <laughs> so it's, it's a Monday episode posted yesterday. But the episode... Um, is episode 1780, 1780, episode 1780, how to stay gritty and execute like a beast. It's an awesome episode because it will give you insight on how exactly I go about the grit. And I talk about the grit and the grind. Look, you got to be gritty, man. It's May. We're in the fifth month of the year. 
We are in the 19th week of the year. And you have people that have quit on their dreams that they started in January. New Year's resolution, they do the same shit every year. They make a resolution and they quit because they don't have grit. Like in the beginning, it's about growth. But at some point, you got to be about the grit and the grind. And that's what the middle parts of the year, these middle quarters of the year, that's what I call them. The beginning of the year is called growth. The middle of the year is grit and grind. And then at the end, we refine it with greatness. So this part is about grit. And that part of the grit was, do you have a strong why? Number one. Number two, did you make a plan? And you got to understand, it's only a plan A. There is no plan B, C, D through Z. There is none of that. No successful person have that has that. Like you can deviate off of your plan in terms of you're you're willing to deviate and adapt to something new, but ultimately you're still going after whatever the fuck you plan for. You understand what I mean? So it's like, you know, think of it like this, like people that want kids, if they can't have a baby, it's not like they just quit and give up. They're like, yo, is there a way we can adopt? Maybe we can be foster parents. Maybe we can do this, do that and whatever. But it's, those are deviations. And you you deviate and you adapt to something new. You don't just quit and say, well, if we can't have a baby, we're going to get a dog. No, man. That's not how people think when they have just one like plan. And they say, no, fuck that. Come hell or high water, we are having some kids. I don't know how we're going to do it, but we're not going to have a dog and call it a kid. Like, we're going to have some kids in this house no matter what. And so... You have to understand that anything a part of your plan A is just a deviation. And when I say plan A, it's just for the people that can't get it through their minds that there doesn't need to be another plan. That's the only plan you have, right? So the Stay Gritty Challenge, you have to have, number one, a strong why. Number two, you have to make a plan for it and be willing to deviate and adapt to whatever happens within your plan, right? Because the plan gets blown up. And then you must execute it. Number three the most important part of the whole damn thing. You got to execute what you say you're going to do. And so today's episode, now that I went on that whole nine and a half minute diatribe, is really about how I lacked grit and how I lacked the will to, you know, focus on having a strong why, having a plan, and then executing on it. So here's my deal, man. My why was really my family. It was always my family because I didn't, my dad, man, my dad, you know, he wasn't the best dad. You know, I I just got to put it out. He wasn't the best dad. He sucked. (laughs) He was an alcoholic. He was verbally and physically abusive. He just sucked. You know, I love you, dad. We reconciled, but he was not a good dad. Now he'll say it in his words because there's always three sides to every story. He'll say it in his words that he was doing the best that he could. And, you know, he was trying to make way and do all this, but he really just loved his alcohol and he liked to hang out. And I get it, man, because I've been through that part of my life. I get it. He was making good money at a time when you could just work a job and retire after working it for like, you know, 40 years. And he was the supervisor of a, you know, he was working at Sears. He was like up there, you know, in charge of a warehouse plant or whatever. He was making good money. And so what comes with that is a lot of distractions, you know, women, booze, bullshit. And so he entertained all that. And I'm not saying that that is what made him bad. I'm saying his uh, commitment to that is what made him bad as a dad. Is that he had kids and he was not committed to the marriage and the kids. He was more committed to drinking and hanging out. You know, and so for me, my why was always being the dad that I wish I had. So when you guys see me on Instagram, YouTube, Snapchat, Twitter, Facebook, you know, 
TikTok, and you see me doing these things with my kids, it's not because I want to show everybody, look at me, I'm a great dad. No, man, that's just naturally what I want to do. That's just naturally who I am. That is me being authentic and connecting with my kids. I'm silly by nature. So I love to be silly. I love to laugh. I love to connect with my kids. That's my why. And my why was always connected to being a dad, period. I remember when I had Trey and I was like, this is, this is, this is my life. Like, this is what I want to do. Now it sounds odd because that's not most guys. Why? Like most guys don't, you know, aspire to be dads. They aspire to be like a famous football player, a rapper, a star of some sort in a Hollywood movie or something great. They don't aspire to be dads. So I knew I was different from that point forward. And for me, that was always the central focus. No matter what, I wanted to be around my family. Well, that's good, but I didn't refine like what I really wanted to be or do. Now, I have art talent. I have art ability. I could draw a picture and recreate the damn picture. My problem was I never focused on trying to sell it because I was too scared to get rejected. I remember when I was with my ex, this was in 2002, three, four, um, I drew pictures for her family and her friends and I would sell it to them, but I was always deathly afraid of what if they didn't think it was good enough and I didn't know how to sell to anyone outside of them. I had opportunities, y'all. I just never followed through because I was too fucking chicken. I was too chicken. I was too scared to get rejected and I was too scared to figure that process out. I was too stuck on, I need a nine to five. And while I was with my ex, that's what, you know, her family pretty much, I wouldn't say her family. I would say the, the type of pressure I felt was that I needed to get a job to be more stable. And I get that. You know, I was with her. She was in a townhome. You know, we were paying the bills, but it was really just, you know, I didn't have anything stable to sustain the the house and the upkeep. So a lot of times their parents had to pay for some of the rent. Not many times, just sometimes. And she lived in St. Charles, Illinois, and it was more of an upscale neighborhood. Nothing too high, but, you know, enough to be enough where you're going to need some money. And I just was not a nine-to-five guy, so I'd work like three part-time jobs, whatever. The long and short of that is that I didn't make a plan for anything. I was too busy fighting myself, fighting with my ex in terms of what I wanted to do, who I wanted to be. And I was just fighting everything outside of me, trying to make it make sense and justify why I was going to go for just a job. And so I did that for so many years. We finally broke up because it just didn't work out. It wasn't, it was toxic. It wasn't going to work out. And by the time I broke up with her in 2005, that's when I met Michelle. And I remember when I met Michelle, I was like, all right, I'm going to start over, start over with a clean slate new woman, no lies, just straightforward. And I remember one of the first questions she asked me was, yo, so what are you doing like with your, do you got a degree? Yeah. What is it in? Arts and humanities from bachelor's arts and humanities from Eastern Illinois. <laughs> what are you going to do with that? Uh, now my normal lie would have been, oh yeah, I wanted to get into graphic design, but the program, you know, that they have there, would have, they would only accept people at certain times. And so I just didn't get the degree and I just can't find jobs. So right now just blah, 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 bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. But with her, I was like, you know what? I don't know. And that was the first time that I didn't even bullshit myself. And I couldn't bullshit someone else. And so the reason why I even carried on that lie to people was because as long as I could convince them. Listen to what I'm about to tell you, man. As long as I could convince them that this bullshit lie is really true. And they could look at me and be like, yo, I understand. That was good enough for me, y'all. That was good enough for me to keep going with my bullshit. 
And that's what most people do. They bullshit others to see if they get a good reaction from them. And if they can accept their bullshit, they continue on with that stupid shit. And they actually believe it. This is why even when you go after your dreams and you fake yourself out saying, yeah, I can do that. I can achieve that. You believe your own shit. You tell a lie long enough, you're going to believe your own shit. It's just a matter of which lie do you want to believe? You want to believe that you ain't shit or you want to believe that you are shit? You want to believe that you won't achieve nothing or you want to believe that you can achieve anything? Like, what lie do you want to believe? And that's what I figured out. It doesn't matter what lie you tell yourself. Which one do you want to believe, man? And so at that point, went forward. And even with Michelle, I I started substitute teaching. And then my substitute teaching led me to being a paraprofessional at an autistic therapeutic day school in Laramont. uh, The school is called Laramont in... um, 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 Gages Lake, Illinois. And I was there for, you know, oh man, until about 2017, right? So I was there for almost a decade. And even before that, I was in and out of subbing in schools and special ed districts, etc. And so I say that because, again, my why was my family. So once I got in the school system, Monday through Friday, and then having my weekends off was great because I could spend time with my family. Having Thanksgiving break, Christmas break, spring break, summer break off was great because I could spend time with my family. So I felt like I was reinforced with my why, but I didn't have a focus, man. I didn't. My focus was, how do I get to the weekend? How do I get, you know, a decent paycheck so I ain't got to worry about this shit? How do I have fun so I can just drink because this shit is getting really hard and I can't afford all these kids? Because once I had Skylar in 2014, we were at the brink because we were paying almost a mortgage (laughs) for daycare for, you know, kids. And it was too much. That was only with three kids. And so I didn't have a plan. I had a plan, but I didn't even stop to think about what is it I'm doing. So let me tell you something. My why was to be a dad. My why. My why was all about my kids. Try to be the best husband I could. But I wasn't focused even on that. Too busy fucking around. Doing all this drinking and bullshitting. Then I had a plan in my head. My plan was like, yo, if I can find a good job that's like this Monday through Friday that can give me all this time with my family, that reinforces my why. But again, I never sat down and said, okay, what exactly do I need to do to get exactly what I want? I never did that. Because as long as I was getting paid, getting paid really kind of buffered what I wanted to do with my plan. And I'm not even going to say it kind of buffered. It did buffer. As long as the money was coming in and there were no issues, I never stopped to think, oh, you know, something could happen. I never planned for that because in my mind, I was secretly hoping, yo, this will be all right. But here's the bottom line that I tell people. Look, man, you know, inflation goes up and you know, your salary does not. Your salary pretty much stays the same. And if it goes up, it's like a 0.025% raise, some bullshit. Like it doesn't even register on the radar. And so if you know that your money pretty much stays steady and inflation of everything goes up, then you know you are losing. You know you are losing. You, you, you cannot, there's no two ways around this. You can't save enough money when you have to like spend more money because you got liabilities and bills and shit. You can't. So you, what ends up happening is you have to chase the next job to get more money or you have to ask for more money when your bills increase. And how fucking stressful is that? So for me, I knew that that was a losing formula. And when I lost my job in 2015, when I decided to 
Again, bills are going up, you know, daycare. I was like, you know what? It's time for me to go find a job with more money. So that's what I did. I went to Schaumburg School District 54. And then things didn't work out, lost my job, and came right back to the same spot where I need a job making more money. And that is when in 2015 I said, I'm fucking up, man. I'm fucking up. This is not working. It's not. I don't, I, I didn't have any grit. I was just about, let me just find something to get me comfortable for now so that I don't have to think about the next disaster. I had no way to, you know, have grit or grind. I thought I did. I wanted to act like I did, but I didn't. My shit was backwards. So what did I do? When things didn't work out, I'd complain. I swear to you, man. I swear to you. This is what I used to say. Man, you know, 75 to 80% of the American families are living check to check. So it's not just me. What the fuck was I saying? I was saying, hey, it's okay to live check to check. I'm not the only one. See, I'm like everybody else. See, there's got to be something wrong. What the fuck? I should have been saying, yo. Okay, I don't want to be like these motherfuckers. I want to be like the 25, 20 to 25%. What are they doing right? That's it. What are they doing right? Not, yo, I want to be like the losers. Yes, losers. If you're living check to check, you're losing. You know this. Who the fuck wants to live check to check? The only reason why that hurts is because you don't want to be seen as a loser. You want to be seen as you're trying. You, and, and you probably are. But there's some things that you, can get, that you can easily shift that you're not shifting. And why do I say that? Because that was me. There were some things I could have, e- I could have easily given up TV to find my own path. I could have easily given up, you know, fucking off before I went to work, wasting time sleeping in, getting drunk every other Friday, spending money I didn't have. I could have easily given that up. But there was no motivation to do that. You know why? Because I wanted to be comfortable. Man, I need to drink, man, because the week has been hard. Why is the week hard? Why, haven't, why didn't I stop and say, why is this week hard? Like, why? This, I cannot live my life with hard weeks just to get to Friday. This is not a winning formula. Let's stop and actually look back. And I didn't want to stop and look back. I wanted to just fucking drink. No, fuck that. Let me drink my pain away and let me just get this drink, man. Fuck it. It ain't me. Let me just blame it on something else. So, lacking, like, my plan and not even executing on anything... Lacking just time to sit still and say, fuck my phone, fuck my job, fuck all my friends, and let me sit down and get really clear on what I want to do with my life. I used to hear things like people would say, you need to learn how to design your life, plan your life. I was like, how the fuck would you do that, bro? But I never stopped to do that. Do you know why? Because I was entertaining bullshit. I was entertaining stupid shit, going out every other Friday, Um, trying to act like I got money. I ain't got no motherfucking money. Trying to act like I'm okay, knowing I'm not okay. And that was my pure number one problem, was that I was too busy trying to act like I got money, knowing full motherfucking well I had no goddamn cash. Too busy trying to act like I'm hard, knowing full goddamn well I, I just, I'm not as secure and confident as I like to portray myself. So once I flipped it and said, you know what, I ain't got no money. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with money, and I'm going to figure out how to do that. Let me go find some multimillionaires, get some info, and figure it out, because I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And then, when I said, you know what, I don't have all the confidence that I portray that I have. 
Because the minute something goes wrong, I can't deal with that shit. That's weak, man. I need to figure out what these strong motherfuckers and these winners do. The moment that you confront your bullshit and you let that shit go is the moment that real truth happens. It's the moment that real growth happens. And it's the very moment that you realize what you thought you knew, you didn't know. You were literally building your house on on a hill of sand. And just because it was standing upright and didn't get blown over yet or didn't get washed away into the shore, you were beating your chest in confidence. But the confidence is a facade. I was talking to my son the other day. And I was telling him, there are so many people that, because he's on Instagram, they all on Instagram and every social media, you know, I help them with it. And I was telling him, you got to understand something, man. Most people's confidence comes from what they have physically or tangibly. Like if they were to lose all that shit, who are they? Who the fuck are you without what you have? That's the real you, yo. Not the you that's all, you know, manicured and fucking curated. I'm talking about who are you when shit look ugly? In 2018, I had a knee infection. And I'll never forget it. I went in the hospital, man. I was like 195. Yo, I was jacked, bro. Like going, to the, uh, going to the gym and all that. I go to the hospital, lose 30 motherfucking pounds. I went as low as like 147. Bro, I was, I was hurting. I was weak. I had an infection. I had surgery. They had to clean me out. I'm getting fluids. I was fucked up, yo. I lost a lot of fucking muscle. And I was like, what the fuck? I don't even know who I'm looking at right now. But who was I at that moment? After getting all these drugs and this treatment, who the fuck was I? And I needed that test, y'all. Because that was testing, yo, okay, you've been talking about positive mindset and all that other shit and being authentic. Can you really get through this shit? And that was the real reason why I recorded videos and posted that shit. Not for fucking validation or to be like, look at me, I'm still a beast. It was to be like, yo, you can get real fucked up real quick at any moment, any time. Let me show you my situation. Can anybody relate? And so every October... Um, I replay those videos for people so they understand I was there. You ain't alone. I was there. Here's my real moment. I recorded and posted it for you. Not to show you I was a beast, but to show you I went through some fucked up shit and I wasn't running away. So this episode today is to let you know if you are doing any one of those things that I was doing. You are going in the wrong direction. It's time to stop right now. It's time to get real clear. After you're done with this episode, I want you to listen to episode 1780. I want you to listen to how to stay gritty and execute like a beast. I want you to listen to that episode so that you understand the reason why I talk so hardcore in that episode is because I did the shit that I told you about right now, man. It wasn't until 2015. I was sitting in a parking lot on October 7 of 2015 after resigning from a job that I thought I was going to get paid more money and that things were going to be great. And then just some extenuating circumstances happened. I'm not going to go into it. And I was forced to resign. And I'm sitting there in the parking lot, a dad of three kids, married and fucking just flat on my ass at rock bottom, having to figure out how the fuck am I going to do this and staring 40 in the face at 37 years old. I just knew I could not continue forward doing that, just running on that fucking treadmill, dog. So maybe this is your treadmill moment. If you're just going out, if, if Monday through Thursday, if you're just trying to get through the week Monday through Thursday because you just need Friday, just you're losing. If every Friday or every other Friday, you have to go out to have fun, you're fucking losing. 
if you feel like you just have to chill the whole entire fucking weekend just to recharge yourself, you are losing. That means you're disinterested in your job. You have no real drive towards what you want and you have no real focus because you just can't focus because you are only focused on either payday or getting drunk or getting high or getting fucking being on porn or whatever, man. I'm going to tell you right now, that shit that I just explained and so many other things, they're distractions. Social media, a distraction. TV, a distraction. Like, turn all that shit off and get real fucking comfortable with yourself for 30 minutes. It's going to seem like two days. For 30 minutes, shut off all your notifications, shut off your phone, and just get real comfortable with what the fuck do I want to do with my own life? And when you do that, I want you to write down the top five things you wish you could fucking do if money didn't matter. And they can't be, I just want to sit on my ass on a beach and do nothing for the rest of my life. That's not feasible. It's not feasible. It's not practical. You can't do it. That sitting on your ass does not produce anything. You have talents. You have abilities. You have things within you that you don't need no fucking class for. You can actually do it. The only thing that you're scared of is doing it. Because what if you produce something? What if something big happens for you? What if your life changes? Start thinking about that right now. Stop living just to get the Friday or payday. Stop living to be just like all your other friends. Stop living to fit in. This episode is the dark side of your authenticity. I'll tell you about my bad and ugly. I tell you about my journey so that you can learn from it. I tell you from my personal experience so that you can learn why I talk about being authentic, the good, bad, and ugly, and why I want you to succeed beyond your wildest dreams. Guys, it's your boy, Fred Blumenberg. Make sure that you subscribe to this podcast. Make sure that you find me on social media at The Real Fred Lee. And if you want closer access, click the links in the description of this episode. Guys, I love you. Be blessed. I will see you on the other side. Subscribe and share. Come in.